0: Let's talk about that speech with Claire and Rachel. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the Let's Talk About Speech podcast. I'm Rachel. And I'm Claire. And we're back for another episode. I'm feeling like both obviously excited and a little bit sad because this episode is all about back to school which the mm. sadness is coming from summer's over I, I just, know I don't know
1: I know I feel like for me it's it's hard because I I'm not in the school so like oh
0: that's true. just
1: keeps going for me.
0: yeah I guess you're right okay so SLPs that are listening to this right that aren't school SLPs are probably annoyed and they're like we've been oh, l- no. working the whole time <laughs> but it still is I feel like like this is
1: the time where I take my vacations like this true. is the time it's summers are definitely slower because a lot of clients take vacations, So it's like a lot less crazy mm-hmm. um, and fall. Like for me, especially in, the university clinic is like when new grad students come in so they're Let's all see. fresh and scared and yeah feel a little stress <laughs> yeah yeah uh, yeah it's a whole different type of stress like no matter what setting you work in yeah seasons are different levels of stress first sure. i will
0: say the school slp or mm-hmm. like any setting where you get summers off. Um, Mm -hmm. they, for sure, you know, like people talk about the Sunday scaries, they have like the summer scaries that summer is over and now Mm -hmm. craziness, craziness. Um, Mm -hmm. I will say I am looking forward to like getting back into a routine, Mm -hmm. I always, I, I like the beginning of the school year because like you get to get all your stuff set up and new whatever and supply money and the planner. And it's like, you're starting fresh
1: each year, which is really cool. I feel like not a lot of jobs have that, you know, like when you work in a school, you really do get to start from scratch. And Rachel, I want to put a shout out to you because you're starting at a new, like a brand new school.
0: I am. I am. After eight years um, of being at the same school, I decided to switch, which honestly was like one of the hardest decisions I've ever had to make. I'm still in the same district. I'm still like department head with all my same SLPs. And I was just feeling like I really needed a change and something different because we all talk about burnout and how that looks you know a lot of different ways and I was feeling it so I'm at a whole new school so I guess I'm like really thrown into the back to school newness also
1: do you have a plan sorry to put you on the spot but do you have like a like a get to know you as the new SLP for your kids
0: like do you do anything like that I'm just curious yeah so that's actually a really good question um I'm going to because everyone is like so familiar with me at the other school so I'm definitely gonna do like the meet the SLP like handout sent home to all the parents um when you were in a school did you guys use class dojo or do you know what that is okay they were just starting to yeah I did but some of the some of
1: the teachers were and like showed me and I was mm-hmm. I have no idea what this is. You're so, like it's yeah. too much. Okay. Tell me about it. Because <laughs> so, I, I don't know a ton <laughs> about it. I've heard of it.
0: Yeah. Um so if you guys don't know what Class Dojo is, it's super cool. It's an app that you can have on your phone but also use on the computer. And basically what it does is you can make your class and each student gets like a little monster looking character and you see them in the class and you can assign like positive points or reminders. You can even set it to like negative points, Um, but it's wonderful communication with the parents because it goes directly to their phone like a text message would which is huge because sometimes i'm sure a lot of us have difficulty like getting a hold of parents and like having that back and forth communication and you don't want to talk like once a year just at the iep if they have any questions right you really want to have that like open door so i'm definitely going to do class dojo because my old school did it my new school is doing it um and that's just like a really easy way to get information you can also post on your like class story so a lot of times I would post like a riddle of the week or I would um put like a bunch of really random and silly like objects on my table take a picture and then post like I spy questions or whatever um and that's just something fun for parents to do with their children at home or you know just have like a, a open source of communication with me with respecting boundaries. You can also like hush it after certain hours so they don't go to my phone. So I'm not feeling like I'm working all the time, if that makes sense. Them. Yeah. That's yeah. so nice, though, because I feel like the number one thing school SLPs
1: have difficulty with is communicating with parents because you only see them once for the yes. meeting or like in passing. So that's so yeah. nice that that's becoming a thing. Um, I hope that more schools are doing that or more school SLPs are doing that. Cause that sounds like it would be really helpful.
0: Yeah, for sure. And then, you know, like, I know this is one thing we've stressed in our other back to school episodes, because I think we've had two others, but we always talk about how like those first sessions and my principals even said it at professional development last week, like those first two weeks should not be drills, should not be academic, should not be anything other than establishing rapport, building a relationship and getting to know every single one of your clients and students because, um, like you really can't meet them where they're at until you, you know, their interests and stuff like that. So, yeah.
1: Yeah, And that's the same with any new client. And especially at the Mm -hmm. beginning of the school year, when you haven't seen, even if you are with the same kids, like if you haven't seen your kids in a while, learn about their summer, like kids probably want to tell you about what they did, even if they didn't go anywhere or do anything crazy, like well, what do yeah. you do every day? Um, that's like a yeah. different point. And yeah, like you said, building rapport, so important.
0: I know. So I guess we'll see. We'll see. I have, let's see, school starts in a couple days, and then I we're just gonna hit the ground running and see yeah. how it goes. Yeah, yeah, you have to. No other option, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I feel like this time of year
1: for me is like it's different. Um, but I still have the same kids that are going back to school. So I feel like there's still that mm-hmm. there, especially with um, some of my older kids that I see via telepractice. Like there's always new stuff to talk about. And there's always mm-hmm. new, like I see you guys know, I think by now I see a lot of kids who stutter. So this is like a great opportunities oh, yeah. for the school for, um, like situational things that we're doing, especially talking about different situations, putting themselves in different situations. Um, we do a lot of like letters to teachers or letters to peers, even if they don't send them a lot of my kids, I feel like you guys have probably seen those on, um, like stuttering foundation and stuff. Everybody recommends that like letters to teachers. A lot mm-hmm. of my kids don't actually want to give their teacher the letter. Mm-hmm. Um, just because of their own preference. And that's fine. But yeah. I still think it's good to write it it's still a good activity. Yeah. And I feel like I've also been thinking lately that you could do that really with any disorder area, like not just stuttering. I think it would be really cool, especially older kids. I'm thinking more like, fourth grade enough, maybe mm-hmm. grade enough, depending on their cognitive level and um willingness. But I think it could be really cool for kids to start self-advocating for themselves and their needs and their speech differences or difficulties um, and how it would affect them in the classroom and getting involved in that. I think it could be really empowering.
0: I love that. That's mm-hmm. that's like so meaningful and yeah. such a great way to um, if they are interested in giving it to their teachers or new adults, like a really good way to like break the ice for them, mm-hmm. um, and then it's not like people are talking about them
1: behind their back. I mean, yeah, about them when they're not around. Like, of course, the yeah. teachers know what their speech goals are because you, as the SLP, is going to be educating. But how, again, empowering for the kid to be the one to be educating the teacher. Um, and obviously it's not always appropriate, but I don't know. It just could be. Really yeah.
0: Cool. Yeah. Oh, that reminded me of one of my favorite things that I do at the very beginning of the year. I did it at my old school and I just did it at this new school mm-hmm. is I send out a Google form mm-hmm. and It's a huge request for visuals. And on there, you put like the staff member's name and their grade, and then I'm looking at it right now. It says, what type of visual do you need? And you can check social story, board maker style icons or packs, large icons, core boards, lanyard uh, visuals, first then boards, and I'm working for a board, a visual schedule, other. Then you can put, if it's for a specific student, I also ask if you need help or training on how to use the visual in the classroom. And then um, the last section just says, please check all that apply to this request. And it's like, please laminate, include Velcro, a binder ring, a sentence strip, any other relevant information. And teachers love it. I was going to say, you are so good. That <laughs> That's amazing. No, truly. Like, that is so nice of you. <laughs> I like, well, right? Because that, I mean if they're visuals that I'm going to be using anyway that's true I want to be knowing what you're already using in your classroom and if I listen I have a stash actually I should probably take a picture and post it on her story because it's I'm I'm like very proud of it it's this huge organizer um with like tons of pecs Mm -hmm. icons and whatever. And then I also have this whole like visual making cart and it's, it's wildly organized and I'm very proud of it. I So I'm just so excited. I had great feedback when I sent it out at the new school. Oh,
1: I'm sure. That's amazing. (laughs) But that's so helpful because, you know, it proves that like you as the SLP in the school, like, yes, you're servicing the students that you're servicing, but you're also servicing the school, like making sure that teachers have what they need to support all kids in their classroom with all communication difficulties. Um, yeah.
0: That's so important. I love it. Oh, yeah, That cool. also reminds me for um, my nonprofit that I always talk about communication is key. We posted like back to school reminders mm-hmm. and for both AAC users and parents. And then we also did one for school staff or mm-hmm. SLPs. And I feel like there's a lot of reminders on there that people don't think about especially if you're a new slp to a building Mm -hmm. simple things like ensuring that all staff members are familiar with the aac device um to consider maybe running a training during these back to school meetings that everyone has because we all know that like general education stuff doesn't always apply to us um Making sure that staff are consistent when directing students, teaching staff how to effectively model um, the AAC because, yeah. as we all know, unfortunately, we as SLPs get like a very limited amount of time with them. Mm-hmm. The teachers are with them significantly more and parents even more so. Mm-hmm. Um and then just a reminder to be using an AC in like a very fluid and natural method in the classroom, as opposed to just like drilling them over and over. Mm-hmm. And then some of the reminders that I had for um, AAC users and parents would be to consider adding names and pictures of familiar or new staff members to your children's devices Mm -hmm. because a lot of times you'll have like last year's stuff programmed in the teacher changes um maybe there's new classes um and I really love this one consider adding words or phrases about experiences they had over the summer so they're able to share with staff and peers oh that's Great. I love
1: that. And that's such a good reminder because I feel like it can definitely get lost in like the busyness of back to school, some of those mm -hmm. things. Um, So that's great that you guys have that.
0: Yeah. I I was just thinking like, if, you know, so-and-so over the summer went on a vacation, they got to go on an airplane for the very first time. Mm -hmm. And that was like their highlight. And if they don't have that vocab to be able to tell their friend, like, you know, how upsetting that could be for them or just like disappointing that they would mm-hmm. want to share that and couldn't. So.
1: Right. And then how so empowering it is that they're able to share it with their friends and teachers. Like that's, yeah. that's so important. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I would love to hear from you guys too. Like, and I feel like we talk about our like specialty areas or like areas of interest, mm-hmm. and AAC. but like, yeah, let us know what you guys do for back to school, especially. Yeah. If you're-
0: like Back to school in a high school looks no, so much totally. different than me in my like rainbow donut filled classroom totally. in elementary school. Totally. Do, you, do you have preschool kids? Um, I do not have preschool. I have young fives through okay. fifth, fifth grade.
1: Got it. Okay. Yeah. Cause preschool, I mean, you're probably, it probably overlaps with some of the stuff you do, but Preschool, I, I know that that's a whole different world too. And especially when you've got those totally. kids all in one group, like I'm pretty sure most places do like big group therapy and a lot mm-hmm. of And I feel like, yeah, that's yeah. especially if you're only in preschool as an SLP, that's a lot of what you do. So yeah, I'm interested yeah. in that too. High school for sure though, that is like not my wheelhouse at all. I, Same. it's, it's not, I mean, I, I have a few high schoolers who stutter, but not it's a different, it's completely different disorder area than like anything else. So I, I don't, I don't even know. Or, you know, the
0: population I'm always like praising the staff and, um, like the teachers and all discipline areas Mm -hmm. is post-secondary. Um, did you, have that in your, I'm sure you have. We did, but I never
1: serviced that. Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: So I had a little bit of interaction with them because we had post-secondary students that would come over to my elementary school. And then that, because when you get to post-secondary, a lot of it is very Mm -hmm. work-based or employment-based, like finding out skills that they like or enjoy or you know, things that are challenging for them. So anyways, they would come over to our school and either like help out in the office with like copies Mm. and mail and running errands around the building. Some of them worked in our cafeteria, Mm. like at our snack cart selling snacks. Mm. And then another group of them would, we had a huge, um, what's it called? oh my gosh, like donation center of like clothing and stuff that families could come and they would help like sort that by sizes or do laundry if they needed. Um. So I would love to hear from someone that works in yeah. post-secondary so and like what their back to school looks like and prep and I cannot imagine like coordinating all of those schedules and Mm -hmm. kids get on buses and go certain places and
1: absolutely yeah it's so cool I've always thought that population was so cool to work with as like Mm -hmm. like from a functional standpoint like you're so you're like you said doing such like work related things like functional tasks like how can we make this functional for that student um and how can we meet their needs in communication and any other needs they have. Like, I think that's just so interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. We may talk about that
0: more at some point. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> um, so I think that's all we have for you guys oh, is I some back to school, um, tips and tricks and things that we do. We would love to hear things that you do. We do have some really exciting guests and future episodes coming up. As always, if you have an idea for an episode or would like to be on the podcast, please reach out to us. Um, We would love to have you on and love to chat. And good luck to all of those starting back. At yes, a school. in the summer scaries.
1: <laughs> yes, coming back from the summer scaries and those who went through the summer. <laughs> I feel you. Yep. I am one of those. So, a um, real MVP. <laughs> yes, all to all the SLPs. We appreciate you. You're doing great.
0: <laughs> Thanks, guys. Bye, guys. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. You can find me Rachel on Instagram at super sweet speech or on my website. Speech is super And you can find me Claire
1: on Instagram at kindly underscore speech or on Facebook on kindly speech. And then you can email Rachel and I, if you have any questions or concerns, we are let's taco about speech podcast at gmail.com. Thanks.